gentlemen welcome to another edition of weapons hot a new york jets fan broadcast here on the worldwide sports radio network i am your host cj the painkiller d simone and i will be your pilot tonight and as you can see my squadron is in attendance 100 percent so let's kick it off real quick now, ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for the master of disaster Mr. Kevin Jackson! And not to be outdone, ladies and gentlemen from what his up, top, fellas? ladies and gentlemen from his top secret bunker, over there in Idaho. Put your the Reaper D. And gentlemen, not to be outdone, we have a very special guest here joining us tonight. Please put your hands together for from the awesome, sports awesome. hit list show, Mr. Declan Crockman. <laughs> gentlemen, we're going to start Ooh. off with Spotty. I love it. Thank you. I should have picked an intro song. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get you next time. I'd I clap, promise but you. I have to hold my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, what's going on? We'll start with Kevin. Then we'll, uh, then we'll swing to Jimmy, and then we'll swing to our special guest host, Declan. Talk to me. What's going on, boys? My man. Um, work in school is kind of, you know, kind of got us uh, kind of got us running. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely uh, frustrated with the distraction that I normally undertake in my downtime. But uh, I'm sure we'll discuss that in detail here coming up soon. Uh, it's good to see you guys, man. It's it's been a while since we've all been back. You guys look love good. it, man. Look, I'm I'm really excited about our guests. I always say this, man. CJ, you do an awesome job of bringing folks in, really intelligent folks that uh, you know actually do bring stuff to the conversation, right? So, looks 100%. like we're gonna, looks like we got. How much did he pay you to say that? Come on, Declan, you already know. I'm, 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 gonna show, I'm, I'm gonna show you love that I that I know that you uh, you've earned. Uh, look, I'm ready to get it in. I'm ready to get it in. I'm glad you're here. Let's go. Reaper, what's going on, man? Me back. Spotty knows. Uh, he's always been my favorite. No, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Um, I'm happy to have Declan here as well. Um, maybe maybe I'll say uh, I can be a second or third favorite. I'm happy with that. That's fine. You're all um, equal favorites. Yo, but real talk, Declan, Kevin goes above and beyond in the hype man role. There is nobody <laughs> better in this game. 
than Kevin Jackson on the hype roll, man. For real. Seriously. I'm doing good. We had a rough night last night, but hey, I'm about to unload on on something because I'm absolutely mm-hmm. tired of some of the some of the Jets group comments and posts that I'm seeing. So CJ, I'm locked and loaded. By the way, CJ, excellent job on NEZ being green yesterday. Their little live stream that was an awesome run. Thank you. Thank I was you. gonna leave him alone, Jim. I was gonna leave. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I love CJ, but yeah, look, I, we're gonna have to have a talk. <laughs> oh, listen, we got After Dark coming up tonight, the unfiltered version, starting at 9.15 on YouTube.com. That is going to be a blast. Oh, I'll so, save it then. Yeah, I'll we got to save. Got to save the bullets for emphasis that. On, emphasis on unfiltered. Exactly. So, right? really quick, what I want to do is I want to show everybody this really, really cool mug that I got. I actually got this from one of the airmen that I work with over at uh, Patrick Satellite Pharmacy. Oh. Her name is Airman First Class, I believe, Natasha. She actually hand-painted this for me, which was cool. So I wanted to show this off to everybody. Thank you again, Nat, for, for, uh, for, for doing that for me. I really, really appreciate it. And not to be outdone, somebody very special has a birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody very, very special has a birthday okay. today. All right. And do you know who it is? Odell? I know. I you know guys, one birthday that you guys there. see my flag right over here, I right? I know someone. All right. You see my flag right there, right? Okay. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Okay. Shout out to me. Delgado, yes, otherwise known as El Chapo. Happy birthday to my boy, man. I hope that you have a kick-ass day and have some fun. All right. So, that being said, Declan. Dude, it has been a minute since you have been on the show. What's been up with you, bro? Talk to us. Yeah, so uh, I'm coming from, I guess, what looks like a Raiders super fan's basement uh, with <laughs> with this color. But uh, I'm coming from actually upstate New York, western New York, uh, about an hour from Buffalo. I'm up there now. Uh, first year, college. happy. It's a Friday night, and look where I am right now. Which, uh, don't worry, guys. The, the nights up here start at like 11. Yeah, so, uh, but happy to be here, of course. New regime since uh, I think I was last on here talking about the Jets. As always, you guys know, I love you guys. My favorite show on the network. So I'm happy to be back. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. This is why we like having you on, Declan. Right? <laughs> Kev, you might have lost your hype man role. Nah, nah. He can have it. He's nice with it. Okay, he can have it. Right? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Um, look, I'm, 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 I'm sure to be hyped. Yeah, look, I'm sure we've got a million things to discuss right now. Um, CJ, throughout all of the stuff that we got going on, man, what's priority? Where, where do you want to start? Well, first things first, you know, it's been a while since the three of us have all been together. So uh, we, we have two games to talk about tonight. We obviously have Jets-Bengals to talk about. Uh, Jets coming from 11 points down, we do. getting that win. Um, 34-31. However, definitely getting exposed last night, but still putting up a fight. Uh, Jets drop a heartbreaker to the Colts, in my opinion, 45-30. to 30. Um, A game in which we saw Mike White injure his forearm, in which he was replaced by Josh Johnson. Um, Josh Johnson in, in relief work. Um, he actually finished with over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. Elijah Moore, recipient of two. People may say it's garbage time, whatever. I'm very curious to get your gentleman's thoughts on that. Kevin, we're going to kick it off with you because I know you've been... Rather opinionated on some of the char- some of the chats out there, and I really want you to start laying down the lumber here uh, going going forward, and then we'll kick it over to uh, to Jimmy, 
And then obviously we'll swing back around to Declan to get yeah. his thoughts because we only have him for a limited amount of time. Me being vocal in, in the chats has a lot to do with some of the stupidity that I've been hearing in those chats. I've had to voice my opinion and I've had to say things that I think that maybe some folks don't want to hear, but I think are in line with what a true timeline of reality actually is. Wake up, guys. This is not, you know, it's not sci-fi. It's not, you know, this is, this is, and, and, and Jimmy, you know, you know, this is my favorite saying, right? It's another unfortunate side effect of hunger, man. We've been so hungry for so long. We're starting to look, look I, I say it all the time. I'm just like, yo, I have, I'm having my Steve Buscemi moment, right? Like I'm way out of character right now. Like <laughs> so bad so I can get back to being, you know, the, the, the handsome spotty um, that I normally am. And, and instead of, you know, being, being all these, other, look, the fact of the matter is, is that what it is that we've seen, it's given us some things to have hope. You know, we can talk about it. We can be excited. Let's not dive off the damn bridge. And, 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 you know, start start making claims and, and assertions about stuff that we really have no clue. Wilson is our franchise quarterback. Any explanation about the direction of this team from the very first day until now has been, I don't care about wins or losses. So, I mean, I, I, I see being excited about Mike White, but yeah, Mike the Gold and all of the Hall of Fame. It, it, it's actually annoying. So I've had to stop commenting on it just a little bit just because I don't want to seem like I'm an irrational fan. And I can't be an, I can't be an asshole. Excuse me. But, but. This is nah. Can we can, can can we not can we not have this be a thing? A, especially when we saw Josh Johnson come in, you know, basically from get, grabbing towels and Gatorade on the practice squad these past to having three hundred yards in three quarters. And I mean, if, if you really just think, if you add his numbers with what it is that Mike uh, White had when he left out, you're literally on par with what it is that Mike White did. He got his jersey in the Hall of Fame. So what are we talking My about? My point. Really, what are, we, what, what are we talking about here? Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox right now because uh. Again, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Who's next? Excuse me. Jimmy, you're up. Go for it. Kev's going to send the soapbox right over to me because I'm about to jump on this thing. Uh, a very good friend of the show, uh, Tyrus Kennedy. Love that guy. He's got an amazing football mindset. He's absolutely on point with so many of his takes. I don't, even, I don't think, I mean, we've probably disagreed on semantics a couple of times, and that's about it. But he was asking me in the in the threads, because I'm, I'm out there defending, and he's like, why are you even surprised anymore, Jimmy? And I'm like, you know what, that's a damn good question. I said, so I, I kind of had to think about it, and I said, I think the my surprise from the idiocy and the lunacy that we see in these Jets groups is surprise uh, like every week we we look at some of these comments and we're like man it can't possibly get any stupider than that it can't possibly get any work and then the next week guess what it gets worse so i think my surprise comes more from wow it's still getting worse than the actual stupidity itself big shout out to tyrus kennedy uh and for a lot of his takes on the jets much love to him um definitely i like you said kev josh johnson his totals were three quarters and was on par with what Mike White did the previous, you know, this previous week in, in the, the, uh, math, against, the math is there, right? It is what it is. I'm seeing posts about how Johnson, everybody's like, Josh Johnson threw for 317 yards, three touchdowns. I, I wasn't really even hearing that. I, I keep hearing guys are like, yo, I hope Mike's, I hope Mike's healthy so he can come back and start. Like, Oh. No, no, no one cares. You know, I, I'll just I, be honest. With you. I, I, I would almost prefer Joe Flacco come in and play it so Zach can have another game with a different quarterback to look at, you know, just to see, you know, how the differences and how they run it. 
I, I made a comment uh, in one of the groups. I said, did you see that completion from Josh Johnson to Keelan Cole? I'm like, where is – where he, we got to put his jersey in Canton. Time to get that man a jacket, you know? He completed a pass to Keelan Cole. That's the level – that's the level that people were for Mike White after one game. Now, I'm happy Mike White did great. I really am. But one game, bro, and you were talking about Zach who? No. No, you guys got to stop. You guys got to stop out there. So, like I said, the Bengals game, we're going to dive more into that. Um, We're also going to dive into the Colts game. It was a tough one. I liked the fight that I saw. Admittedly, when it hit 5 to 10, I was like, all right, I'm done. I just started checking back periodically. But in my defense, I I do have some personal, you know, responsibilities that I had to take care of during the game. So that was part of it. But look, fans have got to understand the real reasons that this team is where it is. And you have to start laying blame. Yes, there's blame to be paid out. That's for sure. But you guys have got to understand the real factors and the real places where we lay this blame. Declan, what do you think, man? So I'm not going to mince words when I say this. Mike White is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> it's obvious, to, right? It's it obvious. It had to be said. I mean, it had to be said. But I am going to go. 100 yards a quarter. He's thrown for 100 yeah. yards a quarter. He's on pace to be the greatest quarterback of all time. For sure. Yeah, totally. Here's <laughs> what I'll say. I'm going to go against you guys in this regard. I think this Mike Mike White coming in and, and, and playing the way he has is a good thing for multiple sure. reasons. One, Mike White. It sounds crazy, but the fact of the matter is, is that he looked good last night too before he got hurt. He did. If he keeps playing good, it's his job. I'm not going to say all this stuff about, hey, listen, he's going to be the franchise guy. Is it possible that he could be the franchise guy? Listen, it is possible. You got to admit it's possible. I'm not saying he is, but it is. Right, exactly. I mean, the classic backup back takes over. Sure. This is a different circumstance now because Zach Wilson yeah. was a first-round pick. Mike White has looked better than Zach Wilson in one game. Then Zach has looked all year. And I have a point to that. that. I have a point to that. Got you for sure. And I'm going to go as far as to say, listen, Josh Johnson should not be the starter. Obviously, he's a third stringer. But Josh Johnson looked better in three quarters of football than Zach Wilson has all season. So I think you guys are taking this turn as to let's pump the brakes. I don't think it is. And and I think that it, it's still time to be decided based on the next couple of games. But if Zach sits for the rest of the season – not a bad thing, especially guys. No. You guys see it every Sunday as Jet fans. He is not an NFL ready quarterback. He cannot move the ball down the field. Josh Johnson threw three touchdowns last night and he came in relief. Zach Wilson has four touchdowns all year. You know, Mike White has five in five quarters and more than Zach Wilson has all year. So if Zach sits, it doesn't mean you're going to say he's not the franchise. Let's get him out of here. It's more so let's get him time to sit and learn. The Flacco move makes no sense as you have now proven that your two backup yeah. quarterbacks, your second and third stringer, have looked better than your first stringer. So that's the frustration that I can see you guys having as Jet fans. But the idea, listen, I'm, again, not going to say Mike White's the future, but the loyalty to Zach Wilson shouldn't be anywhere to be found based on how he's played so far. And it doesn't mean he can't be good. I personally don't think he's that guy. I thought they should have took fields over him. To bench Zach Wilson is not a bad thing. Right now, Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson future is to be determined are there things that zach wilson needs to work on and 
dramatically needs to improve. Jets fans need to, I know you're a Giants fan, Declan. I'm not lumping you in here. I'm a Jets um, fan for the sake of <laughs> That's what the guys on ESPN. It's better than the NFL Network with guy blaming the Josh Allen fourth and one debacle on Taylor Luan being hurt. No, that was ESPN. Not even a. He was not even a Bill. That was ESPN too. Oh, it was ESPN. That's right. Of course. NFL Network. It's just disgusting. Like all four of us, all four of us could could do a better job than ninety percent of the ESPN analysts out there. What needs to be reminded are the real factors of why we are where we are. Yes, Zach Wilson has some things to work on. He's put the ball at the feet of some of his receivers in his checkdowns and his out routes. Yes, that's absolutely true. He needs to work on some accuracy. What everybody seems to forget is for the first six games, Zach Wilson has been dealing with 35% of his on-target throws being dropped by his receivers. Factor out those on-target drops, Wilson is now throwing at a 71%. Four of those on-target throws that were dropped were tips for interceptions. So remove four of Zach Wilson's interceptions, and you can add in a couple of deep throws that have been dropped that would have been touchdowns. So you're talking about Zach Wilson having four touchdowns. He could easily have in between seven to eight touchdowns factoring out those drops. But why are the other you two can quarterbacks all- have so much success compared to with those same receivers, I, I, even adding I'm more, getting to that. more. I'm actually yeah. getting to that. You're talking about Zach Wilson likely, and, I, and I'm using this term very loosely. I know, it, I know this is not empirical objective data. I'm just going on, you know, the, the drops and how those factored in. So you're looking at Zach Wilson having likely between seven and nine touchdowns, only about four or five interceptions. A lot of those drops – those would have translated probably into about four or 500 yards more on his total. So you're talking about a quarterback that you factor out those drops that is now in the top seven in yards. He's probably in the top 12 in touchdowns and he's in the bottom, uh, you know, he's in like the bottom of the, of the interceptions total. So that's a big part of it. The other thing is game plan. We were seeing, and, and I got, you know what, I'm, I'm still not going to say his name. The coach who shall not be named from our previous regime, you were seeing that level of game plan throughout the Are you referring to run, high run, pass, punt, repeat. coordinator Adam Gase? Is that actually real? Because I heard <laughs> that was that, No, he's not a head coach anywhere. He's an offense coordinator. I can't do the Zach Wilson stuff, though. He's got four touchdowns, nine yeah. interceptions. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to – to twist that around a lot. This is no, no, this no. Is, I, I is, understand, and again, this is why I'm saying he still has stuff to work on. Yeah, absolutely. But if you put Zach Wilson in the game plan that we saw the last two games, an O line that is actually blocking, that's another big thing. The O line was playing like trash the first six games. Oh, the game plan, the trickeration, the the misdirection. You put all that in Zach Wilson's hands. We're not having this conversation. I'm close to that. I just think that some of – and Declan does have a little bit of a point in, you know, we, we, we watched Zach struggle. The short and the intermediate passes that – that's where Zach was having the difficulties. Yeah, they're running the same offense. They're just not running it in the same context. It's almost like saying what well, we wanted to add peas and carrots into the soup, but we decided, you know – only to put put peas in, and then we saw it later, and we tried to do corn. So I mean, they're not giving Zach that opportunity. Zach has not been able to capitalize on on those opportunities. This is where it is that I kind of fall on this, all right? Because because the fact is is that there there is something to be said for having Zach sit and watch. 
right? Sure. And and but 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 what it is that I wanted to say is that in 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 context, it's only until he's healthy, right? It's not like you're it's ready to go at, at week three and he doesn't play until we. It's a ridiculous assumption, right? I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one moment. And and I'm just gonna keep it real. Everybody says, oh yeah, let him sit for the rest of the season. That's detrimental. I don't think that's yeah. good. That that's 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 not the kind. Of, that's not the kind of quarterback that we have here. That's not the type of franchise, you know, mentality that we're going to have in the, in the quarterback that we honestly believe is going to be the guy for the next, you know, 15, 20 days. So this is where I'm at with all of that. And, and I'll, I'll just wrap this because I, I know we want to move. Look, we're looking at Zach Wilson and we're saying that this is the guy, right? We've seen spectacular things within the same time that we can actually say we sit here and we've seen him be, you know, a, a flawed rookie quarterback who really – doesn't have a grasp on with on the offense that he's running right now at 100 so what if we keep it in context we understood that we expected that there was going to be some difficulty this is going to be an awesome time for him because i'll tell you right now if zach is who it is that i think that he is he's watched that 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 bengals game five or six times already i'm telling you right now he's broken it down backwards forwards upside down inside out the whole thing i'm telling that's that's my expectation and if that's the type of quarterback that he is all of this sitting to the end of the season, it's not going to do him any good. You get better at football by playing football. For somebody that played football 20 years, I can tell you that's true. I, I think another thing, real, just real quick on this, is what is – so the fans are like, roll with Mike White. If he if he beats the Colts, then he gets next week. If he beats the Bills, then he gets next week. Even when Zach's coming back, if he wins, he gets the next game. If he wins, he gets the next game. What kind of what kind of statement is that making? If you don't win, you don't play. Especially having two young guys in there. I think other than Zach Wilson being the number two overall pick, and <clears throat> I don't think that's an entitlement card that should be played. For sure, I he agree with competition. He hasn't. Yes, totally. He hasn't done anything so far to prove that he should be that guy. And I think this anything. Now. Agree. I think. I don't think we can say anything. I, I think. I, I think we can say he hasn't done enough. Say that we know for a fact that he's going to be this ridiculous quarterback, but I can't say that he's done nothing to make us believe that he's shown. Yeah, I mean, he's shown glimpses of that Titans game is the one game that I think you can go to and say Zach Wilson performed decent in this one. He showed glimpses. He threw a nice pass to Keelan Cole. But the fact of the matter is, is that the guy's played six games and he's got a touchdown pass in two of them. I mean, you want to talk about seeing ghosts? I think that's the the definition of it. I mean, he's had games, zero touchdowns, four picks, two picks, zero touchdowns, three. So it's like you look at it from that angle and you think, what has he deserved? What has he done to deserve the spot back? Listen, you're not committing, you know, you're not essentially throwing him. You're not cutting him. You're not trading him. None of this immediately or anything like that. But the idea that Mike White, if he performs well, Wilson's out, the idea that he would be the starter for the rest of the season and Zach would sit. It's not out of the equation. Robert Sala no, said it not. best. Anything's possible. And, and that is and that is the fact of the matter is that right now, like, Jimmy, I, I know you're <laughs> keeping hard for, for Zach and that's your boy, and I respect that. Believe me, take it from me. I used to do it from Daniel Jones. Sometimes it would feel like I was taking nothing from something. Why are we making excuses for a guy who hasn't done what – his backup and the third stringer have done in less time so far. It doesn't mean he sucks. It doesn't mean he's not going to be a good quarterback in the league. Declan, that's, fundamentally, that's fundamentally wrong, though. That's fundamentally it's wrong. Not, it's, not that I'm, it's not that I'm, like, all in no, for Zach Wilson coming back. It's, it's the fact that wrong, it's game. It's, it's absolutely game plan we see for the first six weeks compared to what we've seen for the last two games. 
And again, we're, that's we're, we're talking about a guy who's only been playing for six weeks, and two guys that have had that have multiple. Mike years White made his first start. Season. Mike White's been in four or five different locker rooms. He's been in four or five different training camps. He's been in, he's he's been around. He's actually taken snaps on you know at, at this game speed in multiple seasons. He got drafted in twenty what twenty eighteen. He got yeah, twenty eighteen by Dallas. So I mean, look, you don't you don't, you don't get drafted in twenty eighteen move around as much as you have and then even what he's been on our practice squad for for how many years now so he's getting yeah. reps he's getting I mean, reps he's, he's he's learning you know preps like like I, like a, there is no substitute for experience right we don't draft veterans i say this a million times we do not draft veterans these guys have to develop those skills they have to develop those talents they have to develop that patience and and look mike white's had the ability to do that josh johnson josh johnson should be Cool as the other side of the pillow. Josh Johnson's not going to be the starter. That's not. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but that's the thing because this is why I don't, this is why I don't understand the Mike White love because Josh Johnson, who we can already immediately dismiss. Oh yeah, he's not going to be the starter. We don't care. He threw for three hundred yards in three quarters. Come on, what I mean, really, what are, what are we talking about here? He did almost exactly what Mike White did with with less to work with. Right, right? but that but that's my point is that Zach. Wilson has never done any of that, and because now because we're going Zach, to... has, Zach has never been involved in this the way that those guys have. He's That's just the not difference. As good at this point, I feel like. At, yeah, at this point, but again, just in context, we're talking about six games. Play calling have been night and day from the first six weeks to the last two games. That's that's the issue. I want to see Zach Wilson put in with Michael Floor up in the box, calling games like he has for Cincinnati and Indianapolis. And then if you show me one or two games with Zach Wilson in that system with that misdirection, I mean, last two games, like I said before, we've been watching run, run, pass. If you put Zach Wilson in the first seven plays or passing plays and those short checkdowns, just take what the defense gives you, I want to see that before we make a call on who's actually been playing better. Can I ask I this question? make a call on who's been playing better. We've I mean, all watched the games, though, right? We've all watched the games, right? Yeah, you yes. all watched them. Okay, so so then let, let me let me ask you this: when when Mike White throw the ball all over the field and 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 you know kind of be so prolific in this offense, um, what else did we get alongside that production? Right, we got the best running back numbers that we've seen all season. We got ridiculous numbers of catches, you know, and 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 and, and no drops. I mean, we're we're not we're not seeing drops. We're not seeing penalties. We're not seeing any of that. We're seeing the New York Jets play actually at their very best in that game. We haven't seen that from, from every aspect of this team in, 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 in more than that game. And, and I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah, look, Mike, Mike White is probably much more poised in the pocket. He probably is much more comfortable with reading the defense. He should. I don't know that. But, see, I don't know that he is, though. When you're a guy who was taken so late who – listen – Practice squad reps, you know, for the Jets is not going to equate to a regular. Four he went up against years the, one of the best teams in the AFC, and he yeah. shredded them. Yeah, look, four years worth, and all he did, and and again, like I said, we I mean, we can we can go to the numbers. I, I think it's it's borne out just in the stats. He really didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't superstar status. He just did what this offense is designed that to game? do. He yeah. no, I mean that's not fair. He did. He threw for four hundred yards, mm-hmm. right? That isn't like forget Zach Wilson. We're talking Testaverde now. That's the that's the second to last guy that's done that. Well, I've, Sam I've watched the game. Sanchez, I, 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 I watched the game. Michael Carter. Testaverde was the last guy to do it for the Jets. 
Yeah, so that was 98. Yeah. For reference, and, 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 I wasn't and even Testaverde a wasn't, yeah, Testaverde wasn't even really a good quarterback. I mean, we, we, we all know that. He had some good seasons here. But Vinny was, he was a, Vinny, yeah, he was a, yeah, he was a Vinny, compiler. Vinny he threw the picks. And anyway, but in this situation here, we're, we're we're kind of blaming Zach for Zach not having two years of experience under his belt, you know, it, it, to to an extent, right? Because what we're saying is, oh yeah, he doesn't look good as these seasoned veterans do, which he's not supposed to. But 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 I think that the fact is is that we brought him in because when he does see this, when he does recognize how it's been run, when he does say, you know what. I never looked at it this way. As I'm running through this film and I see Mike run it, as I see Jason run it, I'm recognizing something that I didn't see before. Wow. So let me try this. You know, now, now that I've seen how it how it works, right? Maybe maybe what Le, the, the Lafleur does have an issue with calling the game, you know, from 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 the booth because he can't really focus on calling the game from the sideline if he's still got responsibility for 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 patting Zach on the ass. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to, to, to snatch the pacifier out of Zach's mouth and kick his ass to the sideline and tell him, yo, if you, if you got a question, call me on the phone, right? Or, or and I know we're going to get to this in, in a little while, but this is part of why it is that John Beck, I think, was hired, right? John Beck was hired to, to give Zach Wilson a little That's bit right, more That's right, because uh, Aubrey's isn't uh, enough. Uh, Sorry, CJ, go ahead. John Beck was hired to give a little bit more stability to the, to the quarterback coach's room. And also he's someone that Zach Wilson is also familiar with. And I want to throw my two cents worth in. You, you guys have made some tremendous points with the Mike White, Zach Wilson, Josh Johnson comparison and everything. I still believe that Joe Flacco was just brought in as an insurance policy. And I really don't think, even though we gave up a sixth round pick for him, I mean, really it's the equivalent of a slightly used jockstrap. So I'm not really worried about that too much. Now, as far as the whole... Mike White and w w what he accomplished in the Bengals game and so on and so forth. Yes, he, he, he did accomplish something good. But as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that, I'm, that concerns me about the New York Jets right now is who can go out there and run the offensive machine competently. And for me, if I think that Zach Wilson, if he sits for a couple of games and he can learn how to play that boring football, which is exactly what they should have been doing at the beginning of the season – then I think that Zach will benefit from these these times of being able to see Mike White on the center, how he processes defenses, how he pro how he takes what the defense gives him, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I made this comparison last night on uh, on the Ain't Easy Being Green pregame show, and basically it's this: we all know that Zach Wilson can be Steph Curry and hit the threes. What I need Zach Wilson to be, I need Zach Wilson to be Patrick Ewing in the paint. I need him to go in there and to 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 hit those little checkdowns. Get those intermediate routes, get those points within the paint, keep those chains moving, and most of all, be able to grind the hell out of defenses so that way, when they're primed for that over-the-top 50, 60, 70-yard bomb, that he can take the top off the defense and go ahead and deliver it. The only thing that's missing from Zach Wilson's game is the, uh, is the short route and the underneath. And granted, Jimmy brought up a great point. He hasn't been helped out by drops. Okay, that's fine. But... As far as I'm concerned, and yes, I came right out and I said that if it were up to me, I'd have Zach sit the season. Why? Because I want him to learn the speed of the NFL game. I want him to watch the game through the, through the eyes of other quarterbacks that are running this that he is so he clicks. And I'll also say another thing too. I'll put this out there, that I think that Michael Floor got so carried away at the beginning of the season that they just completely threw the threw the, the playbook at friggin' Zach Wilson, and that's the reason why he struggled the first part of the year. 
which again goes in part to me saying in the offseason that I would have liked Zach to sit for the first part of the season, first couple of games, have him watch, and then turn the keys over to him after the bye. Just like the Giants did with Eli Manning. I keep bringing this up, and everybody keeps laughing at me and keep telling me that I'm wrong, but you know what? Guess what? Look at what we got now. You got people calling up ESPN New York. The DiPietro and Rottenberg show this morning. I wanted to spit my coffee out of my mouth when some jerk-off goes and freaking calls and says the Jets should trade Zach Wilson because he's a bust. Come on. I see stuff on, on, uh, on Facebook all the time from fans about Zach is trash. Zach can't process this. Zach can't process that. Meanwhile, everybody was on this kid's jockstrap when they friggin' drafted him and they couldn't wait for him to play and now was so quick to throw him in a friggin' dumpster because he can't, he, he can't do anything. How about letting the kid actually learn how to play the NFL game at the, at the proper NFL speed? How about that? How about the New York Jets actually do something right for a change and actually develop a friggin' quarterback instead of being a quarterback meat grinder? We just bring people in, throw them into the deep end of the pool, and then just chuck them to the side because they suck. Stop it now. I understand everybody wants to be all over Mike White's jock because of the 400-plus yard, yard performance. Make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. Mike White is keeping the, keeping the seat warm. For Zach Wilson when he gets back. And you want to know something else? Mike White is basically making a case for himself to be the long-term solution at backup quarterback for the New York Jets. Point blank period, the end. Don't like the tape? Shut the show off. Too bad. I have something on that. Spit it out. He solidified he'll be well paid. I see a Michael Vick-Matt Schaub relationship here. That's what I see with Zach Wilson and Mike White. It worked in Atlanta. Why can't we have a Byron Leftwich, David Garrard type of, type of relationship, Jimmy? Here's the biggest point. If we were to have re-signed Flacco for another year, I would have been all in yeah. on Flacco being the starter and Wilson learning from that. I would have been 100% in. Yeah, Flacco didn't Flacco didn't want to be here though. That's the problem. And he's said he's he's here to play, not here to be a teacher. He said it. So if we would have signed Flacco, I would have been one hundred percent all in yeah. on Flacco being the guy, let Zach sit and learn. San Francisco had been doing it right with Trey Lance. And like CJ's absolutely right. We're just a quarterback meat grinder where we just throw these in. But my point to that part of it is with what we had to work with going into week one, we had Zach Wilson, we had Mike White, not even Johnson until until later. But my point here is you have Robert Sala as a first-year head coach. You have Mike LaFleur, who's a first-year offensive coordinator. Those two guys are not going to hang the first year of their of their coaching careers in those roles on the lesser of two options. So people saying Mike White's the GOAT, Mike White's this, Mike White's that. If Mike White was a better option from week one, he would have gotten the starting nod from Sala and from LaFleur. The fact is, is Zach Wilson is an objectively better quarterback. There were mistakes made for having a vet ready for week one. But as far as what we had to work with from week one, Zach Wilson was the call. The game plan has been the issue for the first nine week, or for the first six weeks of this season. That's where that's where the problems lie. Play calling, and when they opened up the play calling, and when they when they started taking what the defense gave them, the we beat the wrong. Titans. What is wrong with calling a, him a backup? He is. He's what, a backup. What, 
what's not to say Zach Wilson has the the opportunity to throw on first down three out of the first four drives and it's successful. Right. And right. that changes the entire trajectory of how else it is that he sees the rest of the game. We're you know just not saying? we're just not having the same conversation if we're looking at the same game plan on under both quarterbacks, period. And not, not only that, but you got to think about it this way. Zach Wilson is coming in trying to overcome third and seven. Yeah. The pass. Run, run, pass, punt, repeat. Yep, exactly. I mean, let, let, let him let him let him get the let him get that first that first down little you know screen off. Let Michael Carter get seven eight yards and let's work it out from there. Bingo. Like like bingo. They, like what they've been doing. Like what's what they've been doing that's been successful. What, what this is why I don't understand what we're what kind of what we're talking about here. Everybody has these questions about oh yeah is this it's, yeah when you when you when you run the type of offense and they capitalize that's it. Zach's yep. had drops yes. Look Zach's has drops. Zach's has Got a lot to work had, on. Had <clears throat> bad throws. Let's go. Got a lot to work I on. I, I think, honestly, from looking at from a Jets perspective, I think it's insane that Zach Wilson was the better option. You know, they had Mike White in scout team. They had him in scout team. They knew the kind of player you wanted him to sit behind Flacco or somebody. For me, personally, the two guys that came to mind, before Alex Smith retired, I thought it was a great fit, and I thought Fitzpatrick was a great fit. That would have been what I would have done coming in, because I never thought Zach Wilson was ready. Kevin Jackson's arch nemesis. Rookies rookies aren't, period. Declan, I can't, I can't. (laughs) Kevin's just over there like... Ryan, I said, I knew it. I knew it. I wouldn't be on the show. I would be like camera you're, off. You're you're, you're on the wrong show if you're going to defend Ryan right. Fitzpatrick, brother. Really. No, 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 no. <laughs> not well, for why, me. What's I the beef you guys guy. have with him? He gave you your best season. No, uh, no he did like, not. No, he did not. No, yes, he did. He threw thirty touchdowns. He ruined. He ruined. He ruined what was what was supposed to have been a a true rebuild. That's what he did. He ruined it. What did he? Yeah, uh, he so did Mike McCagney too. So. You should send them you know a Whitman sampler. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I think I the. I think the linebacker that punched Geno Smith in the face. He did, and that guy. So that he, guy should have never. That guy should have never been on the team. That guy should have never been on the team. And, and Mike McCagney should. Uh, Mike McCagney. Has, has some responsibility for that also. Mike McCagney should have never been an NFL GM, period. Uh, because he, he's the one that put that that nonsense together in the locker room anyway. Look, I know people like uh, whatever is a six-picture app. I know they like him. I, I, I know they, they love the they love the, the personality. And, and, I mean, he can, win you, he can win you eight, nine games every year. And then, uh, you know, lose right before you go to the playoffs and never make it in. Uh, but, but, but you'll have a couple of great, you know, you know Sunday afternoon victories. Where he'll take all of the credit and he'll make it seem like he did the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then he'll suck again the next game. So, yeah, six pick will never ever again be on my list of of, of feasible feasible replacements for any type of anything. I think we can hold out hope that that Chad Pennington's son has committed to Marshall and he's open to being a QB coach in the NFL. And I think that it would be a phenomenal thing to bring in a guy who was one of the best Jets quarterbacks in the last fifty years. Who never who threw understands. for 400 yards in a game, by the way. Did hey, on, hey on, I like I, dude, Dink and Dunk is working for Mac Jones, isn't it? They're winning. They're winning. He's making like, third, I don't. Third, he's making third completion percentage. Third highest. I don't care. In history, uh, Chad yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, my my point being is that there's no better guy to come into the New York market and teach a QB how to handle the New York market. Than a Chad Pennington. I would agree with that. I keep pointing to that Beck signing as uh as being something. Like I, I don't I don't want to get too deep into it just yet, but something about that is really gonna be impactful going forward. 
I'm ready to I'm ready to get into some uh, game focused stuff. If you guys are. Yeah, let's do that because we've been talking about this nonsense for a while. We we beat Mike White and, and Zach Wilson into yeah. the ground. And look, I I want to I got to keep saying this. Don't leave. Put some respect on Josh Johnson's name, man. Hundred percent. Put some respect on Josh Johnson's name. Josh Johnson came in at, at not even as prepared as Mike White and played what was arguably you know a, a similar or the same game. So put some respect on on Josh Johnson's name. We're set at quarterback and re-signing Flacco this late was a mistake. Yeah, well, so. it was horrible. The trade so. from was a mistake, and you know That's what? The my, mistake, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. You know what the mistake was, and, and that makes no sense, and this is where the Jets got caught with their pants down. And it's crazy because, again, they've had Mike White in their system practice squad for three years, and they didn't know this. They traded for Flacco with the hopes that Mike White would start the game, they'd get their asses beat, and then Flacco would be the temporary replacement, and he could, and then Zach Wilson could learn from him. That they got blindsided. A great, a great performance by White. Another good one until he got hurt last night. He's going to start next week if he's healthy. It was a bad move. I mean, but yeah, hopefully someone can learn from it. I don't. I don't think. However, they, I don't think they ever saw that guy in practice. One of the I things for Mike sure White that they're going to have to do through is the Cincinnati game. I think Mike White proved that he is a reliable backup. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And and you know they are going to have to make a decision soon as who, who's going to be their starter um, in Buffalo. So I actually want to switch gears um, a little bit before we start talking about it. Actually. You know what? We're going to do this before we switch gears. We're going to go around the room really quickly. All right, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. We're going to start with Jimmy. We're going to start with Declan. Then we'll finish up with Kevin. And then I want you, in your opinion, to give me who you would start next week against Buffalo. Jimmy, go. Now, is that if everyone was healthy? Yes, if everyone was healthy, who would you start? Zach Wilson. Okay. Declan. 100%. If you're telling me that... that Michael Floor is going to be up in the box calling this game as he'd called the last two. Zach Wilson, 100%. Okay. Declan, Jump to Spotty real quick. Spotty, go for <laughs> He's it. He's got props and everything. Oh, you got props. props. I, 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 Love I'll, it. I'll, I'll give him the shot. Yeah, look, I'll give him the shot because I'm, inter I'm interested in seeing how this turns out. The reality is if we're talking about some hypothetical, is he completely and totally healthy? Then I would say Zach. If Zach is just coming back and is just starting to practice maybe halfway this week. Uh, before the Bills game, I start Josh Johnson. I want to see what it is that he has before we have to make a decision if we're going to release him because we're going to need Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's the you have to keep Joe Flacco because you spent a draft pick on him, and that's 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 the nah, part. Not that necessarily. The fact is that, that that Joe Flacco, the reason part of the reason why he's here, is because you know they wanted to have that that veteran voice. Um, in the locker room and in in the film room and all of that, and I think uh, it's difficult to say that that's even that that even makes a difference right now because we've seen Josh Johnson be effective in this offense. If we're talking about a veteran, we're talking about again all of this. Who, who knows how to run the offense? Who, who, he just who, doesn't. He doesn't even want that role, man. Exactly. He's been standing on the sidelines the last two games with his arms folded. I've seen him say five white. Yeah. He hasn't talked to Zach Wilson at all. Like I saw him next to Zach Wilson last night. Well, I mean, you saw a little bit more than me. Or That's fine. Like, right, yeah. I, I, my, I'm open. I'm open to changing this this stance on on evidence, but I just haven't seen it. And and just judging from Flacco's demeanor and his statements previously, he just doesn't want that role. I don't see him as a piece that this team needed at that particular moment. I think I agree. they panicked. I think they panicked. Look, the reason why they panicked is because they didn't know that Mike White was going to play that well. Right. They didn't know they didn't know Josh Johnson was going to play that well. And they, they, all they, those Jets they, fans they had no idea. 
and all those Jets fans at the beginning of the year saying that we need a vet, we need a vet, we need a vet. I and was. I said they, they dismissed Mike White entirely as a viable as a viable backup. I did. They dis- because we they didn't know what he entirely. was. And then Nobody the, knew the what the hell it was. You mean to tell me somebody's going to come out and they're going to see no they're, they're going to the see point. this four hundred yard performance? Come on now! Nobody knew that this kid was capable of it. No one did. No one did. That's why everybody was screaming for a vet. Bingo. Right. That's my point, CJ. I'm saying that now they saw that, and now they're like, Zach, who? Now they're like, why did we get Flacco? Those same people that were dismissing White as a backup. No, the people, the people are now that are calling saying him Zach some sort of savior. Wanting to get rid of Wilson and are mad about the and are mad about the Flacco acquisition. Flacco was a panic move. He was brought in as an, as an insurance company because yes. again. They did not know what they had in Mike White. And if the Mike White experiment crashed and burned and he ended up being like Trevor Simeon 2.0, where he got his soul snatched on national television, okay, then they would have had to answer for some, but for, for something. Declan, yeah. you're up. Talk to me. Don't kill Lucy. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you who I'm starting next week. Mike effing. That's who I'm starting next week. Easy enough. He's that. been the best guy they've had so far. And you know what? He's healthy. If he's healthy, you start him. That's what I think. So, that I, was, think- that was- <laughs> I was I said Zach Wilson based on everybody being 100% healthy. That's, right. That's and, and if everybody was 100% healthy against the Buffalo Bills, one of the best secondary in football, and if you development about sitting them, you're not going to send them to the Wolves. So I bring up the sign again. If Zach Wilson is healthy, that's who I'm starting. And that- I – Declan, I can actually get on board with that. I can get on board with that. So, all right, I'm going to give my choice real quick. I think, I think he's going to the Bulls. I think that's the point. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give my choice real quick. We'll switch gears and go over to our next segment. We still got two more segments yeah, here. I'm Jimmy, you got your, your, your front, your, uh, front office segment. We got Kevin Jackson's in the spotlight segment. You guys are watching Weapons Hot on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Now, who CJ the painkiller D. Simone would start? Guess who, baby? Josh Johnson. You know why? Because he earned the right after he earned the right last night bringing the Jets back after Mike White got hurt. No quit in that kid. And that kid was so upset. You want to know something? I'm so proud of that kid because during that interception, he was so pissed that he went over to the sidelines. He threw his helmet on the chair. They took like five people to calm that man down. And last night when you listen to that post-game conference, he was so amped up. He had to stop himself from cursing. All right? He was pissed. He was ready. He was ready right there. He was ready to bring the Jets within seven points and throw special teams out there for another onside kick. He was ready to make the Colts sweat. And you know what? I don't care what anybody's posts on Facebook and Twitter and anybody had to say about, ooh, all the points were in garbage time. This team last year would have rolled over and played dead like a dead water bug. And you want to know something? They kept fighting, and I don't care about, ooh, the Colts' defense gave you guys those points. Bullshit! They earned those points. Four straight drives. The Jets got points. Stop trying to pour cold water on this game. If you're not a fan of this team, get mouth and turn off the channel. I'm sick of it. I love it. This is what Be I Be a fan or shut your mouth. <laughs> now, Look, ladies and gentlemen. This is 
This is this is this is the truth about how this has unfolded, though. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have to say goodbye to Mr. Declan Crockman, who is actually going to leave us tonight. Declan, before you go, please give out all your social media information so fans of Weapons Hot can interact with you and check out the sports hit list. You guys do a tremendous job over there. Please let, know, let everybody know where they can find you. Good luck, CJ. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, my Instagram is my name. It's at Declan Krogman. Uh, and more importantly, uh, Smoke Amir. You can find us on the sports hit list, as CJ said. My boy Greg and Steph, best in the biz. You guys as well, of course. So thank you guys for having me on. For everyone's sake, I hope Mike White goes off this season. <laughs> for everyone's sake, because you guys deserve it. But you know what I will say? You guys are my friends. I respect you guys as Jet fans. For your sake, you're going to be more happy with Mike White than you will with Zach Wilson. And I need that for you guys. And for that, I hope <laughs> he becomes what I think he can be. And that wow. is a decent quarterback this season. So I hope he's good. Hope everyone stays well. Be safe, guys. You do a great job as always. Take care. Thank you, Declan. Thank you so much. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was always Declan Krogman from the Sports Hit List. And, and, and their show is always fine. Oh, absolutely. All right, so we're going to start off with uh, Kevin's segment here in the spotlight as he's got a very special person in the spotlight who we're going to talk about tonight, and I cannot wait because Kevin always brings the fire when he does the spotlight. So, Kev, my friend. I kind of kicked around who was going to be in the spotlight tonight. If you watched the last game, you kind of saw that there's a lot of different things going on. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad. Elijah Moore, there's the solidifying of Michael Carter being that, that guy. Um, there, there is, you know, some some pretty strong contributions from Ty Johnson, um, the offensive line specifically. I know uh, Morgan Moses has struggled a little bit. George Fant, who, you know, for all of his his issues, the injuries, and all the other stuff, he's still been really solid. Elijah Vera Tucker has been one of the best offensive linemen in the league um, so far over the course of these past few weeks. There's a lot of different light to be shown along everyone. I mean, just imagine what it is that they did with Mike White. And Josh Johnson. And again, I have to give both of them props. And I, again, I don't want to diminish what Josh Johnson did. I think people are not really putting enough respect on his name. And who I have to focus this spotlight on as of right now is our newest coach, John Dalton Beck. Right? I, I Look, I even did a little digging on this uh, because obviously, you know, we, we know the BYU connection between him, our star's uh, pupil quarterback as of right now. But, I mean, John Beck, round pick uh, back in, in, in 1981. So, I mean, the dude, he's a solid football mind. And I think that we've, we've recognized some of the people that he's coached and that he's helped and mentored. They've actually done some pretty good things here. And I'm not going to say there's no Hall of Famers among I just think that supremely talented is Zach Wilson among those guys. I think he's just a, a better physical um, specimen when it comes to what it is quarterbacks do. Now, let me, let, me, let me clean this up, right? John Beck is in the spotlight tonight because all of what it is that we've talked about We've been discussing why it is that Zach Wilson could not do what it is that we saw Mike White do. Why Zach Wilson has not been able to do what it is that we saw Josh Johnson do. Why it is that we haven't seen Mike LaFleur do what it is that we've seen Mike LaFleur do. And I think that all of the assimilation, all of the adjustments, all of the recognitions, all of the things that are that we're needing for Zach Wilson to be able to attach and, and, and adhere to are all of the things that we brought John Beck in to do, right? It, it, that's part of the reason why everybody's kind of sitting on Mike White because Mike White has just a, a better, you know, veteran understanding of what's going on. And Zach Wilson, unfortunately, he just hasn't had the time to create that. He hasn't had time to build that. He hasn't had time to cultivate that, right? Um, even Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson's been in the league been on 300 teams. He's been all over the place. 
and he comes in and the, the fire that the guy was playing with at the end of the game. That's what it is that I'm talking about. He felt in this offense, he felt like if he had more time, he could have won the game. Right? Just like just like Mike White. Mike White, he had more time. We won the game. Zach Wilson has the ability to be twice as good as both of them guys put together. And that's the reason why he started. That's the reason why when he's healthy and at full strength and he's ready to go, John Beck is the, is, is one of the, the reasons why we expect to see him come back with at least a more functional understanding of what it is that he's watched in Mike White and Josh Johnson over the course of these past couple of games. And also maybe a little bit of pulling his own head out of his ass from Mike LaFleur, who's really as much as you want to think that maybe he's been trying to do Zach some favors by giving him, you know, some plays to really make it seem exciting. I don't think he's done him any favors. And I actually think that Mike LaFleur is part of why it is that Zach struggled early the way that he has. Now, with that being said, he's actually done quite a bit better. And I think that if he just remains loose the way that he's been and he gives Zach an opportunity to feel comfortable because of John Beck's tutelage over the course of these next few weeks, I think we might go into that stretch where we have Miami twice and we have Jacksonville and we have Houston and we have, you know, uh, we have Philly, we have all of them, them teams coming up. Um, I think that could be a really big opportunity to see Zach actually come into his own with regards to the confidence that has been displayed by these other two quarterbacks. And I think that John Beck is going to be really key. You know, I said it earlier, I think Zach has probably watched that that uh, that Bengals game five or six times. And there's going to be some information that he's going to take out of that that is most definitely going to be beneficial for him. The guy that's actually helping him break that down and decipher it is John Beck. John Beck's in the spotlight tonight because, keep it real, I think I, I'm not sure if there's going to be anybody else that is as close to what Zach is going to need to assimilate than it's going to be to John Beck. And I hope that John Beck and Mike LaFleur are in lockstep right now because that's most definitely going to be what's necessary. Um, anyways, guys, John Beck in the spotlight. What do you think? Am I wilding? Am I making sense? No, I actually like it. I like the fact that John Beck was in the um, the, the spotlight. Robert Sala talked about him uh, at length, about why he was brought in. Zach Wilson went to go see him during the bye week uh, to, to work on mechanics, to talk about different verbiage, um, to explain to him what it is that he was seeing, and so on. So I think Beck is going to be an integral part uh, for the rest of this season of Zach Wilson's development and the reason being why uh, I want as many eyes and as many ears as Zach Wilson can listen to. And most of all, I want as much coaching at Zach Wilson's disposal that's going to help him be the best quarterback that he can be. Because if we expect Zach Wilson to be the franchise quarterback of this team for the next decade, then yep. we need to have the best top flight coaching steering this kid in the right direction instead of just taking you know, a handful of mud and throwing, you know, and a few twigs and throwing it against the wall and see what sees what sticks is what the Jets have uh, have have done uh, everything else. So with the player, you know, Zach Wilson also the the onus on him. He's he's got to be able to assimilate the the decision too. So the onus is going to be on him to be able to go out there and to show what exactly he's learned and be able to execute the offense himself. So it's not just the coaching. It's also going to be on Zach Wilson to be able to show that he can, in fact, be taught and execute this offense at the NFL level. Jimmy, what do you think? I absolutely agree. Like I said, I've I've never in this whole – I mean, it, it's been a real short time. 
right? It's been two games. I've never once in that period said that Zach Wilson is blameless here. He absolutely has some accuracy stuff to work on. I love the Beck addition to the coaching staff. I think it's going to be great. I think it's also a big statement by the New York Jets that Zach Wilson is the guy bringing in his coach from BYU. I get that. For me, it comes down to game plan. We've seen two very distinctively different game plans from the first six games to the last two. That's just the fact of the matter. I mean, anybody can disagree with me all they want, but it's just not the case. You've just seen two different game plans. I want to see Zach Wilson in this type of LaFleur play calling that we've seen the last two weeks. Because, to LaFleur's credit, these last two weeks, it has worked. And when you have an objectively better quarterback in Zach Wilson than a Mike White or a Josh Johnson, you put him in that game plan. If he takes the coaching to heart, and if we see the exact opposite that we saw for three years with Sam Darnold, and you see a player that can actually take that coaching and make something out of it, then we're, we're the conversation's over. We have our franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson. That's the key, right? Uh, CJ, I 100% agree with you. Zach Wilson absolutely has to show that he belongs. But give me a couple games of Zach Wilson in this new game plan that we're seeing. I am ultimately confident that this conversation will be over. I'm ultimately confident that we're not going to have this debate on the show, on the Facebook groups, on Twitter. It's just not going to be the thing. And I'm going to bring it up in my segment, but I love the fact that we have proven this fan base wrong every step of the way with what we had at quarterback. I've said it from the start. These kids are young. This is going to be baptism by fire. This quarterback room is good, and it's good enough to work the rest of the season. So I agree with points that both of you guys made. Like I said, the outlier here, you show me Zach Wilson in this offense that we've seen, and you're going to see magic happen. Yo, what we, what we need to see is the entire team play around Zach the way that the entire team played around Bingo. White. Bingo. All right. Because thousand I mean, there's, percent. There's, there's a huge difference between that team and what Zach was dealing with, even in, even in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Even in Tennessee. Uh, I mean, you just think about Corey Davis. Corey Davis dropping passes early in that game. Early, so, and then he turned it around. Having, exactly. Having to overcome that adversity to be able you know, to, to do what it is that he did. And then again, at the end of the game, it was Zach, right? Credit Zach, Zach Wilson. Credit Zach him. Wilson for keeping his faith in Corey Davis. Exactly. Been going back to him. but And, and also doing all of that without the benefit of a run game the way that we had it when we just played uh, the, the Bengals here. That, that The run game. The, the, the contribution that you get from the run game makes it that much easier. It makes and the it run game was still better. soft against Cincinnati, too. I'm saying. But, but it, it was it was better. Right? Yeah, but it opened up because of that intermediate and short passing game that I've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's by a million and a half cuts. And the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of them cuts underneath it, that's going to be the ones that have you throw your hands up like, oh, you know, whatever. And then, yeah. and then that big slice comes and cuts your head off. That's what Zach brings to the table. That's the difference between what we more. expect for Zach to be able to do in this and what it is that we've seen Mike and Josh. Look, I'm going to keep it real. The reason why Josh Johnson last night is because he was able to hit some of those deeper passes, right? Those those 15 yeah. to, to 20 yards, 17 to 25 yard passes. That's where he was operating towards the end of the game. If you're really looking at it, you know, some of the outs. That yeah, like, because the defense opened up or the offense opened up with the short passing game. They opened up that intermediate. 
So, so this is what I'm looking for. And I mean, I think this is what, what, what makes sense when you're talking about bringing along Zach Wilson to create a flow in the game. You give him those first and second down little outs and curls to get him, you know, eight to, to seven to eight to, to, to 10 to 12 yards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when that play action has a linebacker shook and on skates, that's when you throw that post corner. That's when you drop one over the over the top. That's what Cheers. Zach does well. And and this is what I think that we've been we've been waiting for Mike Lafleur to to recognize. And now inadvertently we're lucky that he got injured, right? Because now it, it gives him the opportunity to say, you know what, it really does work. Let's go ahead and run it. But then it also gives Zach film to watch. Yeah, it gives him film to say, you know what, if this is the concept, when I hear him say this, this is what I'm looking for. Man, look how well it worked. He's he's got this guy open. He's got that guy open. If, when we run this, I know what to look for. I know what to recognize. When it comes time, I'm going to be able to execute. That's the expectation over the course of these next couple of weeks. I don't expect him to be healthy for Buffalo. Just just to keep no, going. no, no. He he probably won't be. But think about the value of Zach Wilson sitting up in the box with Mike Lafleur and wow. seeing the overhead view of how those plays were working out. Now Zach Wilson can see. Oh, okay. I see. I I see an overhead view. I see a bird's eye view of this. Now I just have to focus on my ability to get the ball where it needs to be. Those those underneath, he he's got to be thinking now that you know what that underneath stuff really works. Now I just got to put the ball in their hands and let them make their those plays, not putting it at their feet every time. It's going to be something to see. And I, I said this early in the season when we were making our predictions, Jim, early, and we were talking about how why it is that we thought double digits, you know, was, was so uh, not far-fetched, right? And I kept saying, I'm like, yo, we're going to score an ass of points. You know, that recognize what this offense can be like when it's run as it's supposed to be run. And I've been getting hit with a bunch of, Man, oh yeah, you backing off that eleven? You know, I've been in, I've been in like uh, Ryan and Jets talk twenty four seven. I've been, yeah. I've been in their chats and Matt O'Leary's chats and stuff, yeah. Green Beans chats. They remember, <laughs> and they, uh, oh, they do, they do. I've, I've, I've gotten it, and they're like, Jets by Jimmy's backing off in games. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. nah we can win out. I never said it was gonna happen. I, I said this team has the talent to make it happen. So. All right, CJ, what do, you, what do you want to do next, bro? All right, well, we're starting to come up against it a little bit here. So, Jimmy, uh, let, let's bang out your front office segment to uh, I'm to, quick. to uh, kind of get this going. And then afterwards, we got duties, and then we're gonna and then I'm going to take us home. So, who do we got in the front office tonight then, my friend? It's all yours. Please do. I got you. This one's going to be quick, guys. In the front office tonight is Joe Douglas. I have supported Joe Douglas in a lot of his decisions. But in the front office tonight... Kind of a kind of an in the spotlight 2.0, if you will, in the front office tonight. Joe Douglas, he's going to get called out here. Joe Douglas is going to get called out here. And it goes back to what we've been talking about all show. Joe Douglas is being called out for a knee-jerk panic move in bringing in Joe Flacco. We lost a sixth-round pick. Now, guys, do you realize that we only have five rounds of picks? We don't have a pick in the sixth or seventh round this year. That's a problem for me. And the reason that's a problem for me is because of how well Joe Douglas has drafted the last two years in the mid to late rounds. We got a lot of guys that are really under the radar and really producing really well that have come from those undrafted or fourth, fifth, sixth round types. And I think that Joe Douglas, where while I believe that throughout the rest of the, not necessarily throughout this season, because the, obviously the trade deadline's over, but 
in the offseason making some determinations on who needs to be traded out, who needs to be let go. I firmly believe that Joe Douglas is going to get some of those late-round picks back, but I also am, am just holding firm on the fact that, as I have said, and everybody knows, I'm on record, I'm on Twitter, I'm on my, my videos, I'm on several other channels like Green Bean's channel, saying that we were good at quarterback from the start. There's going to be ups and downs. We're not going to win every game, guys. I never said that we would. I've always said that we we're capable of winning double digits. But this move to bring Flacco back was just a misplaced decision by Joe Douglas, in my opinion. Sacrificing that sixth-round pick, it holds a lot more consequences than most people believe. We spent that sixth-round pick. That affects some. Like Green Bean loves to talk about comp picks. That affects the comp pick equation, and those could be from third, fourth, fifth round. That's a problem. And I think that I, I love the fact that Mike White and Josh Johnson both have proven that when the chips are down, they can come in and they can win a game. They can manage a game. They can score points. That's the biggest thing. Our quarterback room from Zach Wilson to Mike White to Josh Johnson, those guys are set in the NFL, in my opinion. And we have, we have every ability to win any of the games that we have coming up. Because remember, we've only played, what, two home games thus far. Three home games? We have a lot of home games coming up against a lot of teams that are really bottom feeders in the NFL. We have an opportunity to win a lot of games coming up. And our quarterback room has proven that they can do it. Joe Douglas, I love you. Incredibly glad that you are our general manager. But hey, on this Flacco thing, you're wrong, brother. You're wrong. What do you guys think? I'll jump in on this because uh, the, the reality is, is that I am am in lockstep with you with regards to this. I do think it was reactionary. I think it speaks a lot more to really the, our inability to recognize uh, what it is that we had. We weren't getting that type of reduction probably because we weren't actually, uh, you know, performing that iteration of the offense. And and you're, 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 you're very right, Jim. Like part of the reason why we haven't really seen what it is that we need to see is because Mike LaFleur hasn't been willing to pull the trigger on some of it. Yeah, there is some reality to that. There is some truth to that. Yeah, there's also some truth that Zach wasn't playing well. There is truth to both of those things. And and I think that that's where, why this perfect storm of Mike White or, or White Lightning or whatever. The, I, I, I like the nicknames, but let me not, let me not, you know, seem like I hate Mike White. I just, I don't, I think it's overblown. I don't think it needed I love him. I don't think it needed to be what it was. I think Mike understands probably much more than what most are going to say in that he's not the guy. Yeah, he's going to play well. He can play well. He's not going to be able to outplay Zach. I think, I think he knows that. I'll just be honest with you. I, I think the organization knew that or he wouldn't be in the position that he's in right now, right? It's difficult for us to continue to, 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 to ride that kind of argument when I just think it, it, it's, it's a ridiculous argument on his face. Other than that, though, Jim, I think you, you, you kind of – hit the nail on the head with regards to Douglas, man. Like we've got so much that's necessary. He's a young guy himself. He's, he's a, he's a, a new GM making, yep. making mistakes. And, and and we talked about this, you know, at the beginning of last season when he couldn't get it together with the kicker, that was a red flag for me, right? It, it really was as a red flag for me. I think those are things that you solidify quickly because it's much easier to do that than it is to find, you know, a franchise quarterback or, or, or a stud linebacker. You can find it, you know, you can, Find somebody that can handle them kicking duties a little different. Uh, anyways, what do you think, CJ? 
Well, I'm just going to make it quick real, uh, because there's a, a couple of housekeeping duties that I want to get and we and I want to get out of here with us. First things first, I want to remind everybody, don't forget to tune into After Dark tonight on YouTube.com. We will be airing live at 9.15 sharp. I will try and get some links out there. So we, we're definitely going to have a lot more discussions on what we're talking about tonight, a, a little bit more of the uncensored kind. So that being said... Jimmy, I do, uh, I do have to agree with you. I'm a little bit disappointed with the Joe Flacco move, but again, I think he was brought in as an insurance policy. I think that Joe Douglas will recoup that six-round pick um, in another deal or whatever. I just think that for right now, the optics of it kind of look bad, and I, don't, I understand everybody's uh, angst about it for giving up the draft pick for it, but uh, I really don't think it's going to be anything to be concerned about because I think that Joe Douglas has been so good at, at compiling picks and getting picks on top of picks and stuff like that is just negligible. That being said, again, it, it does make me feel a little bit more comfortable that you do have Mike White and Josh Johnson that can go out there and can operate the machine. Now we just need to get Zach Wilson on the same page as those two gentlemen. And then I, I really think that our quarterback room is going to be something special to watch moving forward. Now, I'm going to end that part here. One of the things that I, I do want to do, I want to give a shout-out to Miss Alexis Gepner, uh, who is spearheading a tailgate over at in Houston. Uh, the website is right down there on the hey, bottom, on the, uh, on, the uh, on the banner there. HoustonJetFans.com, be sure to go over there. She is spearheading the tailgate for the New York Jets-Houston Texans game, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. So that is the information right there down on the, uh, on the banner. Tailgate's going to be in the blue lot. If you guys are not friends or haven't messaged uh, Miss Alexis Gepner, she uh, please message her. She will give you all of the details and let you know exactly what's going on, what you guys need to do, where it's going to be, etc. She's going to have some Jets expired, uh, um, Jets inspired cocktails. They're going to have ribs. They're going to have brisket. They're going to have a bunch of great food. Great Jet fans are going to be there. I encourage everybody who's watching this broadcast. If you haven't already reached out, please go ahead and reach out. Find out how to be a part of this tremendous tailgate. And let's turn the city of Houston green and white. That's the mission. Let's turn that into a pseudo home game for the New York Jets. That's what we need to do. With Miss Alexis Gepner at the helm, I definitely believe that that will most definitely happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot on New York Jets Fan Broadcast. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I want to thank everyone who is tuning in tonight, who has jumped in, everyone who has jumped into the comments, Scott Cleesby, Guy Fisher, Mike Bonet, there are a few other people who, who chimed in. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. We hope that you enjoy, and again, we do plan on keeping the conversation going this evening on YouTube.com with our other show, Weapons Hot After Dark at 9.15. You can catch the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow the show there. Follow me at JetsFan0523. My partners in crime on the other side of the glass. Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. And Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Weapons Hot has a Facebook page. Be sure to go and like and subscribe to it. Our content is up there. If you message us, we'll message you right back. We love talking with fans about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. You think we're doing great? That's awesome. Leave us a message. Let us know. You think we suck and we know nothing about football? That's fine, too. Leave us a message, and we would love to troll back and forth with you. All right? Also, don't forget the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. If you haven't gone to the Facebook page, 
please go over there, like, and subscribe to their content as well. Definitely a place where you can not only consume Weapons Hot, but also a tremendous amount of other shows that are featured. Shout out to the Off The Mat crew, the show that is in front of us, that they are helping uh, helping to promote us. Shout out to Joshua Silverberg and company over there. They do a tremendous job. Shout out to Errol Marks and Speedy Petey on the Sports Loud Mounds. And of course, the Ryan Hickey Show on Monday mornings and Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Plus a plethora of other shows, Sports Fantasy Millionaires, Gambling shows, you like fantasy football, there's a couple of fantasy football uh, shows over there. It is going to be incredible. So, by all means, download the app. That's the best way to have access to these shows. If you have an Android, go to Google Play. If you have an Apple phone, go to the iOS store, search up WWSRN, download the app, and you'll be able to not only consume Weapons Hot, but all the, the entire cool lineup of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So just download the app, right, people. Come on. Right. <laughs> it's quick. All right. So with that, we're going to end tonight's show here for Jimmy the Reaper Jardine and Kevin, Mr. Spotty Blackman Jackson. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, signing off. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love. Go Jets. We'll catch you guys on YouTube in a little while. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.